Okay, we've talked about white hot faith, we've talked about commitment to a cause. Let's go contagious relationships. Everybody know the six degrees of separation? Yep. It's the idea that you're only separated by six relationships from everybody in the world. The actual number is 5.5. And you can read about this, Alan knows the book uh, in Linked. Um, but there's a guy in 67 called Stanley Milgram. With a name like that, you're not surprised he was a Harvard professor. And he did an experiment with his students and he said, okay, we want to get this, uh, this letter to uh, these two randomly selected people out there somewhere in the world. And if you know one of these people, just send it straight to them. If you don't, have a think about somebody who has a better chance of knowing them than you. And it's not somebody who will is in their town and could it's they've actually not just in the proximity but they have a better chance of knowing them than I do. And send them this letter with the instructions to do the same. In other words, if you know the person, go give the letter to them. If not, give it to somebody who has a better chance of you of knowing them. And the average number of steps from them to those randomly selected people was 5.5. And uh, if we had time, we'd do it in this room. We'd, we'd pick out a name, and we'd, we'd, you'd be amazed how close you are to everyone else in the world. You know, you're about six handshakes away. And uh, so there was a play and I think a movie called Six Degrees of Separation. I haven't seen it, but um, isn't that amazing that we're like half a dozen handshakes away from everybody on the planet? You know, and it's not just the internet, okay? That, that facilitates it. But contagious relationships isn't just about technology. It's about relationships, relationally. Not just sort of some anonymous person through MSN or whatever it might be. I mean, my, my boys, they play sort of bang, bang, shoot up games with people. And they, they could be the kid next door or they could be somebody in Africa, you know. Um, it's... Uh, Movement spread through networks of relationships. How did Jesus demonstrate this principle? Let's go large group deeply. Tell me. How did Jesus demonstrate this principle? That movement spread through relationships. Give me an example. You guys come follow me, but what do they do? They rent the air. They start getting, you know, uh, I always get it mixed up, but, you know, this guy gets this guy and this guy gets this guy. And uh, they start bringing others with them. Okay, what's another example of contagious relationships in Jesus' ministry? Samaritan woman. Samaritan woman, yeah. She gets a whole town. And what do they see? What do they see? A woman's life transformed. Do you know who the people most likely to come to faith on this planet are people who in the last few months have seen somebody that was important to them in their lives and seen their life transformed. Uh, my dad came to faith through his cousin, who was a war hero in PNG. And dad had no interest in Christian things. Uh, neither did Jim Spence until he came back traumatized from, uh, from, from the war and had even thought about taking his own life he gets converted on the streets of Sydney, and uh, much to the horror of my father, who's like 16, 17, and here's my war hero cousin who they'd sort of grown up together, and now he's a wowser. And uh, Dad was horrified. So 
About three months later, Dad comes to faith. It's not like he had some big existential question that he needed answered. He just saw Jim's life changed. And Jim goes back to PNG. He was there till the 70s as a missionary, a place where he'd been traumatised. And Dad followed him. And um, my folks were missionaries in PNG. In fact, my other case study is Debbie Hirsch. Debbie, how, how many of your friendship... Debbie, you've got to listen now. How many of your friendship network in Carlton came to faith around the same time as you? 40 to 50 people. Why is that? They didn't all stay. No, no. Um, but it's the gospel spreads along relational networks. In fact, ideas spread that way. AIDS virus spreads that way. And they spread rapidly. Uh, you can read about this in a book called Tipping Point, or there's a few others. Okay, conversion is adopting the faith of your friends. Now, I realise that's not a theological definition, but it is a pattern we see. Now, this is really bad news for us who have been believers for a long time. Because everybody else, they saw your life change back, you know, when Noah came off the ark or whatever, or you grew up in the church, so of course you'd go along to church. You were actually in trouble, all right? The people most likely to be the bridge to someone coming to faith is somebody whose life has recently been transformed. The woman of the well principle. So you're in big trouble because it's a catch-22. We don't have any people like that, so you don't get any people like that. And then there are churches that get people like that and they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to send missionaries were the same. Let's bring them into the compound, you know. Whereas for Peter, it's, well, Cornelius has come to faith. How can the faith spread throughout his relational world and transform it? Uh, and till Jesus comes back, and even through, you know, when, when we're in the Star Trek generation, when it's actually the future has arrived and we're there and we're living Star Trek, if we're old enough, this principle will still be the same. Technology may help and enhance this, but, you know, it's your website that you're not going to see hordes of people come because you've got a nice website. Okay? And it's not the TV. It's not, I mean, radio is a wonderful thing too. It's, it's being used by God. But overwhelmingly, it's contagious relationships that make the difference. You need tight but open social networks. What do I mean by that? Tight is... Jesus and the Twelve. We know who we are. High demand. You know, not anybody gets into this group. What's open? There's 5,000 people out there today who've come to hear us. The door is wide open for anybody to connect with us. Or I'm here with a woman at the well. No demands. I'm just here for her. Seeing what God will do. Dynamic movements are tight at the center. And this is one of the real challenges for the missional church. Is there's a real desire, having seen the sort of empty legalism and all that sort of stuff and the disconnect with the culture, to say, let's go open. But uh, that won't get you there either. You've got to be tight and open. So fundamentalism is tight and closed. Liberalism, whatever that is, you know, the sort of secular form of the Christian faith is very loose and open. And neither of those groups are having an impact. It's those that walk this creative tension in that 
This is real clear what the gospel like John Wesley. You know, if you want to be a part of the uh, Methodist movement in Bristol, you will start beating your wife. Okay? And there, but we're here to connect with you. The invitation's open. There's mercy and grace. We're open and we're tight. It's a paradox. And uh, movements are living social organisms. Rise of Christianity. Take a moment to read it. And uh, he's, he's just a sociology professor. Oh, well, not just. He's probably quite a nice guy. <laughs> wrote, a, wrote a book called The Rise of Christianity. Rodney Stark. And um, so somehow we've got to capture this thing. When, when you, you go to, to minister to a group of people, do you see relational networks? Uh, do you realize that no matter what you do, um, Probably you're always to some degree going to be the outsider. And even if you aren't the outsider, you know, your life hasn't been recently changed in front of my eyes. And the key is, if you're Peter the Apostle, you are praying, God, give me a Cornelius. If you're Jesus, you're praying, where's the woman of the well today? And it doesn't mean they have to be the leader of the group. They're just, you know... uh, Years ago, I knew, I, well, I still know Alan Ma, heads up the Baptist Union. I remember him when I was at Blackie Baptist telling the story of his sister, you know, like his kid's sister comes to faith and used to annoy the family by saying grace and things like that. And soon after that, he came to faith. And uh, non-Christian background, but my kid's sister, I've seen her life change. So your goal is actually to find those people at peace and then to allow them to gossip the good news. Now, that doesn't mean we should work harder, okay, at uh, building relationships and harnessing this principle, because Peter had to connect with Cornelius. It's just, you're not the solution. It's not a movement unless it's taking off amongst the people themselves that we're trying to reach, and they're actually the ones that are spreading the virus. So, how are you going to make that happen in your ministry? Alright, contagious relationships. White off faith, commit to a cause, contagious relationships. Number four, rapid mobilization. This is for the guys, you know. 